You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 78 of the MXU podcast. It's a little unique today, but as always, I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here with my co-worker, co-founder, co-laborer, co-miserator. Miserator. Is that new? It is. Yeah, All right. Co-miserator, Lee Fields, and Dadu Worldwide himself, Jay Desai. Hi. But today is different because we are at MXU All Access in a room with a bunch of guys. We've spent the last couple of days working on mixing, talking about mixes, and having some great food and great times and great fellowship. So we decided while we're here, might as well record a podcast so these guys can be a part of it. Might as well. None of them listen. This is their first episode they've ever listened to. It's true. Um, and we're here. Can we talk about Chris Taylor? Oh my gosh. I was nervous. Uh, Sam was probably the most nervous. 100%. His hands touched the fader that turned up Michael Jackson. Yeah. So earlier today, we had a special guest come in, Russ Long, and Chris Taylor came. And while we were uh, mixing, people working on their files, Chris Taylor and Russ jumped in and gave some Constructive, constructive feedback. Yeah, but these are the guys who are responsible for, especially the Rivage series of consoles from Yamaha. Yeah, they both work for Yamaha, and Chris is now semi-retired. But back in the day, he toured and mixed live sound for everybody. Most of the Jackson family, Michael primarily being the most famous of those, and a bunch of other artists. Russ Long has worked on. Tons of live music, tons of records, has toured with a ton of artists, yeah. both Christian artists and otherwise. And we were just so honored that they would take time out of their lives to come and pour into these guys and pour into us. Yeah, totally. And Sam from Life Church was the first one up. He was in the hot seat. Was He's definitely in the hot seat. And, you know, it's already nerve wracking mixing in front of 30 people. But I don't know. I would not want to. I would not. I can't even talk. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I would not have wanted to be Sam. But I saw him outside crying, peeing in a bush, <laughs> like throwing up a little bit, I think. He had brown pants on, which he did. Jeff called out. I pointed out that, but to, he crushed it. He did crush it. So, Sam, why don't you come over here to this microphone? Uh, everyone, welcome to the podcast, Sam from Life Church. Hi, everybody. Uh, so, how did that feel? Um, well, it was very nerve-wracking, but yeah. it, was, it was also very rewarding. It was, it was an amazing experience. Thank you guys for just allowing me to, to be a part of it. Well, you freaking crushed it. Our only feedback was to cut 2 dB from 2K out of a crowd mic, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. It was a little more than 2 dB, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's funny the way, I think the theme for the day was how much of a difference the right small changes can make. Yeah. And especially just with filters and faders. Like we did we did a ton of kind of unraveling and undoing some complicated processes to get to more simple straight line solutions. And they were I was I was stunned at a few things of how effective that was. Yeah. Yeah, we really we did this a little bit on purpose too. Like any of the changes, like if something was too muddy or something was too bright, 
instead of saying, hey, go cut out 4K out of this or try this, we went, hey, let's use a high-pass filter low pass or let's filter. use a low-pass yeah. filter. And how many of you guys are blown away at how big of a difference that stuff made? I know, Matt, you were because it happened to you. But did that make all of you guys want to go back home and grab that knob first before EQ? Okay, good. So that worked. Um, what do you think about that? I just thought it was just amazing to see like all the transformation and all the files like th- throughout the both days. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing the, the power of balance, you know, we're balance engineers. We are called mix engineers uh, or before that we're called balance engineers. So just balance filtering, high pass filter, low pass filter, panning volume like the fader yeah. position yeah uh, actual structure. using mm. using those slidey thingies to yeah make volume changes mm. yeah sometimes we get sort of laser focused and buried into a plug-in that we don't remember the fact that we have this little fader thing that can make massive changes yeah so it's cool it makes me want to go back like all of our content on mxu now and reshoot all of the um very first videos we did and like double down on making it even more simple you know what i mean yeah. like shoot content on how to mix with just high pass filters mm. and low yeah. pass filters and good gain structure and fader moves it's a good drill like it's a good practice drill like we do that with our guys sometimes we just do like you have 30 minutes you've never heard these tracks before and you have faders and high pass filters and that's it go i'll come back in 30 minutes and we're gonna listen yeah and if it sucks you're fired of course <laughs> obviously <Yeah. laughs> that's good but it's a good drill it's just well, a I good mean, drill you know? i remember i mean the 90 or 100 hertz filter that was it just a button yeah, on just off. a button and that's all you got so yeah it was like nice so i think that's why i'm hesitant to go as high as 200 like just kind of there wasn't a button for that yeah it wasn't a button it was 90 or 100 yeah and so it's like weird it feels uh not okay to go to 200 matt how far do we take those guitars today 200 yeah on an electric guitar and again don't tell your guitar player but it works yeah it really does and it like we posted a video to our instagram like a highlight video today of your session and just on the airpods on instagram you can hear how much better those vocals set the mix after high passing the guitar and we didn't change the position of the vocal fader at all no yeah it's crazy it is awesome it's kind of wild. Um, I was thinking this is my first all access. I haven't yeah. been invited to any others for the record. Probably won't get invited back, but it's fine. Um, I'm coming anyway. Well, you're the only one that's cussed but before 5 p.m. so far. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry at all. I meant it. Um, <laughs> every word. Uh, to come to this thing is intimidating, is yeah. what I was thinking. I don't really remember what all access was on my drive up and then when I got here, I asked Spencer, I was like, so tell me what happens. And he's telling me, I was like, people do that? Like, I'm thinking that's like, you know, when a, a friend shows up and you're mixing, you're already kind of nervous. Yeah. Or, or who was, uh, Iran was talking about, he was mixing somewhere and like Ray Bold and Bunch. He was like, it's like the Grammy green room behind him. And he was like, I was so nervous, you know? And so I was, I was like, man, come in here with your files, being vulnerable, being open to critique. Like, I'm not worried. I would get defensive right out the gate. You'd be like, I oh, look at this, but no, you, it's fine. I don't need it. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to 200. Yeah. You know, I'll be so defensive. So the fact that I've been listening to people who are open to it and nodding or, or like maybe they don't agree right away, but they're like, I'm going to go back and try that. I think that is great. I thought Russ and Chris and both, yeah. both of you guys have been so gracious too in your approach. 
not um, going duh. Right. Know, like just kind of having this conversation around it. So I think it's pretty great. Well, the other thing that's super interesting to me is that um, as we went through the the rotation of all eight mixers today, like each of them only had a limited amount of time on day one, really 30 to 40 minutes each yeah. of constructive feedback and trying to fix a few things. But then the idea is we come back today and make it better and then come back tomorrow and finish it off so that they leave here with a better show file and a better way of thinking about their mix than what they showed up with. So that's, for those of you who don't know what all access is, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. So today was day two. And what was interesting is that as we moved through the rotation of guys today, I could see them processing what they had heard from other guys. Yep. Comments that we'd made, comments that guys who were just here to spectate and observe made, conversations over meals, the way they kind of slept on it overnight and thought about it. Every mix today was exponentially better than where we left off yesterday. But not because of the changes we made. Not because of the changes. We hadn't made changes. It was save where we were yesterday. Let's play through the song and get comfortable in just the moves that they made and the changes that they made yeah. without making any huge adjustments today. Yeah. Just the the absorption of that info from yesterday just kind of helped everybody mix better today. Yeah. It was crazy to me. It is crazy. Well, Sam's mix was freaking perfect today, so I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow for his. I'm going to go it mess was, it up tonight. It okay. was not perfect. It was not perfect. <laughs> it's Sam, you're a really good engineer, and we're super thankful you're here. Um, I think that's the other thing that's been nice, though, is having guys here who are on staff and have been doing it several years Yeah, that are humble and wanting to grow and bivocational guys that are here, too. No, yeah. And, like, having the whole gamut, it, it shows that we're all in it together. Yeah. Yeah, we've got big churches, some of the biggest churches in the country, mm-hmm. smaller churches, traditional music, more cutting-edge music, contemporary worship music that most of us Bro, that use. flute player slaps. I don't know who that was. was, Yeah. Yeah. But that, she walked, I'm assuming it was a she, sorry, but she walked it up. She was in the pre chorus and the chorus, and my mind was blown. It's awesome. We've got, I'm just glad we heard bassoon today. We heard bassoon. We heard two bassoons today. We did hear bassoon one and two. It's great. Also, like, there are croc lovers here and not croc lovers here, and I've been trying to make hard divide lines. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like a denomination. Seriously. Not uh, one that I'm going to. No, me either. Well, Spencer and I are the only ones wearing them. So, oh, oh, oh yes. Oh. We got the red, white, and blue. We got Zach. Sporting. Freedom and Crocs. He's got Freedom Crocs, tie-dyed, but he's also got the MXU, uh, what's your majiggy, stuck hole, into the hole. Push so. hole, MXU logo. Giblet. Giblet. That's what that's called. Hey, for the record, that is a glorified charm bracelet. <laughs> Crocs or glorified charm bracelet. Nothing. I, like, I, I gave a charm bracelet to a girl a long time ago. Yeah. Nothing wrong with those, but I just want you to know it's but not But she cool. didn't put it on her feet. Yeah, no. <laughs> she didn't wear it as an anklet. Where'd she put it? I think she threw it away because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't real. <laughs> I got it at the mall kiosk. Oh. Uh, Luke, I'm about to put you on the spot, so so get ready. Uh, back to what you were saying, Jeff, about you know the people just here watching, or well, we heard people mixing and they got better just by listening to other people. But yeah, like Luke from Church of the Highlands is here. Come on up here. Um, and I'm curious from your perspective, Luke. Like you're not mixing; you're just here hanging out and listening. Yeah. But do you feel like you're going to do things different now, just off 
setting there listening. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think ever since Jeff came down with some of the other guys and helped rework our PA um, and our room from acoustic standpoint, I've been reworking my show from scratch, one that I've been working on for, gosh, years, yeah, six years on this console. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, I think it's really cool how, um, how you guys are coaching people and letting them be a part of picking what they're, what you're working on. So it's not like, Hey, work on this. It's what do you love? Yeah. What do you not? And then going from there. Yeah. I think just the coaching aspect is something I'm taking away. Well, you have to say that, uh, even though we don't believe it. So you just have to like, you have to be nice for a minute so that then we can reach over and touch the screen. I'm, I'm just kidding. That was, oh, hey. <laughs> that didn't go well. That was bad. Yeah. Cut. No, we, leave no, we, don't, we don't edit anything. We don't edit the podcast. Except my stuff. Y'all want to edit me out all the time. <laughs> oh, trust me. We've never edited anything you've said on this podcast. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as the pr- as the primary editor of the podcast, I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Yeah, that's you did true. beep me out one time. I've beeped you out every yeah, episode. I, I, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, let's do a little commercial for a second. A lot of the guys here in the room, uh, how many's coming to the MXU tour? Everyone, yes, of course. That was one. Woo, one. Nick's coming by himself. <laughs> um, so that's coming up. We keep saying it's about to sell out, and it hasn't yet. <laughs> so Couple cities like, have, but we just keep opening up availability. That's true. We're doing one nice of those. spin. Yeah. We, we spin it like the best of the pastors in the world. Yeah. Well, we've got... <laughs> we're, not quite ba- we're not quite Baptist numbers, but no. we're... I mean... They're like, the service is full today. We only had facilities take down 300 chairs this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we only roped off three sections. Yeah. We covered COVID's up. COVID's been the best thing for churches. You know, like, oh, let's just spread them out. Yeah. It's full. <laughs> right. It's for sure full. Open up the overflow. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a Christian tour sellout. <laughs> we sold all the tickets that we made available. Right. That's kind of what we're doing, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from the best. That's right. Um, but we're also going to stream the Chicago event. So, yeah. so that was the big news this week. Yeah. Was that we've opened up one of the cities for a live stream. So it's primarily for people who might be international and can't travel or live really far from any of the places we're going to be, like some of the guys in, in the Northeast. I'm sorry. That we're not coming closer. We'll catch you on the next tour. And the Northwest, but there's not as many Christians up there. Well, that's true. Um, so. <laughs> I've just been listening to a certain podcast. That's how I know. Oh. <laughs> we're not going there. No, we're not going there. Cut. <laughs> Can we edit that out? No. But at any rate, um, we're we're really trying to make the event available so that and you know, you may be coming to um a one day event that isn't going to have the second day where we have a live band on stage. So you might want to buy a stream pass just to be able to get your team around how we approach sound check and integrating lighting and video and how we communicate with the worship leader and that kind of thing. So, you know, the stream pass is available for, you know, anybody, whether you're coming or not, if you're coming to Chicago, don't want to buy a stream pass because that's, you're going to be be there. You'll be there. Yeah. But Luke, a lot of your team, they're watching the stream at the church you guys are gonna like set up a big screen and a pa and watch the stream that way how cool is that that's great we're bringing a bunch of our volunteers and dream teamers together as well as a bunch of staff and we've got a small pa and a bunch of consoles at our warehouse and 
just going to have a great day. That's awesome. And doesn't the, every church have PA and consoles just laying around their warehouse? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and the cool part is they bought a hundred stream tickets for all one hundred people that are coming. I don't think. Are you kidding? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. They didn't do that. Man, that that would be a sellout. That's the hack. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hack, guys. Just buy one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Spencer. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I want to brag on Luke for a second. Um, I was at Motion recently. And, uh, and that's their student conference. That's their student conference. And when you would go to a church's conference, you would think like their main team would be there. That sounds negative, but it explains itself. But I, I said um, to him when I saw him, I was like, hey, man, I didn't, I didn't run into you at Motion. And and they had another conference going on for pastors right? or youth pastors. Yeah, no, just a pastor's pastors at the yeah. same time. And I just think it's so cool. That the main audio guy at the church didn't want to be at the offsite, or maybe you wanted to and you couldn't, but um, wasn't at the offsite event. You know, that's in the round with all the band, the guest artists, coming the arena in. mixing, the arena mixing. Like I just thought it was cool that he was with the pastors at the church, focused on that, kind of helping lead through that. And there wasn't um, uh, Adam, you know, uh, Hobson, Hobson sorry, yes. that was at Motion. He was the same way. He's like, yeah, I was at our pastors conference and able to come here and he produced and it was great just the way y'all carried your team carried themselves that were there and uh the cts guys and a bunch of the guests that were there i thought it was super yeah. cool like normally when you go to a church's thing you see their guys but y'all were focused on multiple ministries i think that's takes a level of humility and and uh allocating your time well and well, you weren't running around like crazy so thank you uh i mean they they were our guys we we have some great teams and it's it just um i don't know you you, you got to bring the next generation along the journey and give them opportunities that are big and fun and it's cool to see them step up That's so awesome. well i wouldn't have done that i would have took that spot yeah you'd have been the one mixing the <laughs> mixing the arena show yeah hey i'm that's, still i'm still uh loving my new pa so oh that's know, true it's it an opportunity to be yeah he did get a new PA. There. yeah that's awesome um do we need to plug anything else before we head to a topic that we did I, say we we're going to talk um, about i do think uh, we should people should vote later, and I'll probably put the survey out once the podcast comes out. Jeff is on a SM7, um, and oh, I'm yeah. I'm on a uh, Silver Earthworks thing. You're on the Icon Icon, and uh, what are you on? I'm on a Neumann 105. All provided to you by MikeRentals.com. Dot com. Dot no com. wait, wrong company. Um, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we should vote which one sounds better. And, I know it's going to be my voice. And our special guests are rotating through on the Audio Technica. 2005 USB XLR headphone amp, all built in one with the switch. That sounds like a bad. And idea. Those things are inexpensive. They are. How much are they, Stephen? 80, bu- 80 bucks. Pretty great microphone for 80 bucks. Yeah. But if or you-, you can rent them for $79 on micrentals.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, use code MXU15 in your shopping cart to save 15%. What's 15% of 79? Um, eight times 15 is. One twenty, uh, twelve dollars. Did I get that right? Come on, you doubted me. Yeah, I, I would have just used. Yeah, my see, calculator. Nick did. He doubted <laughs> me. Um. Okay. So, the other thing that's happened while we're here is a lot of conversations, um, individual conversations that tend to be around the same topic. Yep. And we've talked about this a lot lately. Me. <laughs> no, no, that's oh. not what we were thinking. We've talked about it a lot lately, and it's not that we're trying to keep bringing it up. It's like people keep bringing it up because it's so important. Mm-hmm. And it's a, an issue. 
a current issue. It's an issue. So it hasn't has no major resolve in this season of all of our lives. It's uh, stale crackers at communion. It's a big problem. It's the issue. You know what is gross about communion? The churches that do, they like pick apart the whole loaf and then they dip it in the communal juice and then the crumbs are, and you got floaties. That's why I take Oreos in my flask to church. <laughs> <laughs> the little, little bite-sized like mini Oreos? Nah, man. I want a full double stuff. Double stuff? <laughs> I'll break it apart, lick the cream off. Get that chocolate in my mouth, swig it back with a little uh, 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 non-alcoholic Jameson, and it's good times. I'm blessed. This is my body. This is my body. And also with you. Yeah. You, don't, you don't look double stuffed eating the regular Oreos, bro. I didn't get this way overnight. Oh, my gosh. We digress. Oh, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard on this podcast. <laughs> No, it's about uh, rest. Yes. The topic that keeps coming up. And um, not just rest, like I'm going to take a little break, but, you know, Sabbath is actually in the Bible and one of the big 10. Not Black Sabbath. Not Black Sabbath, but like, and, you know, I think sometimes we think about, you know, remember the Sabbath and it's like, okay, well, I work on the Sabbath or what's considered the Sabbath, so I'll just take another day off, but we don't, and then it's like this yeah. thing. But the idea of Sabbath rest, like not just, you know, take a little break, but truly unplug, truly decompress, rest. Yeah. Um, Nick Kofal's here with us. I'm going to have him come up for this section, and uh, he's got some stuff to share. So He's got some thoughts. He does. So let's introduce We're going to need to lower that microphone a little bit. <laughs> uh, let the record reflect the middle finger was erected <laughs> scribe did you get that <laughs> oh it's just a gesture of love oh That's my gosh so nick's been on the podcast before he was on our episode i don't know earlier this year yeah yeah with chad talking about all kinds of cool stuff yeah um, Nick is one of the owners of Summit Integrated in Denver, one of our invite-only partners that we love and cherish. Uh, but you just showed me a quote on your phone before we started uh, recording this, and yeah. it's about the Sabbath. I want you to tell us where that came from first, because I think that's very interesting, and then read it. Yeah, so uh, I've actually been studying Sabbath probably for the last couple of years because it's something that I'm just really bad at. Um, as a guy who's grown up in ministry and been a pastor's kid and watched my dad go through that as well. And uh, I've got some real personal feelings around Sabbath and how uh, it's just not necessarily something that I think we take very seriously in this kind of modern day and age in the church world. Um, but there's a guy named Abraham Heschel, who's actually a, a Jewish rabbi who wrote a book called Sabbath um, that a couple friends had kind of told me a story about and was like, hey, you should check that book out. Um, I read the foreword that was written by his daughter, um, and I just started crying. I was like, holy crap, that's the most incredible, most beautiful thing uh, of a family experience and expression um, that was all centered around this moment called Sabbath. And here's one of my favorite quotes from it. It says, six days, days a week, we wrestle with the world, wringing profit from the earth. On the Sabbath, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in the soul. The world has our hands, but our soul belongs to someone else. Six days a week, 
we seek to dominate the world. On the seventh day, we try to dominate the self. That's that's that'll serious. preach. Yeah. So so what's that mean for you? What do you think that should mean for us? So much of my life, I have lived in such a way that I go, man, one of these days I'm going to settle down. One of these days when I can get past this deadline, I'm going to take a vacation. When I can get past this project, I'm going to do this. When I can just get a little bit more white space, I'm going to you know, finally you know, do what I want, I've always wanted to do, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. So I'm always working for rest instead of working from it from a place of going, man, I'm always going to achieve it eventually instead of understanding that the work that we get to put our hands to is made more valuable and more special when we actually get to work from a place of rest and understanding where all of this comes from and what this is all for in the first place, which Mm -hmm. is returning back and offering to the Lord and receiving from him so then we can give it out instead of saying, oh, one of these days I might be able to take a deep breath that's not okay. (laughs) Like that ultimately we find ourselves in this place of grind um, that, you know, one of the biggest, I think, problems in the church world today that I see across all, you know, parts of the body of Christ is that people are burning out and burning up at record numbers. And I think specifically creatives and tech techs in this particular time of COVID, they didn't get a break. Um, and ultimately are working harder than they've ever worked before. And there's so many of them that are going, dude, I'm going to pull the ripcord. I'm out, um, which ultimately breaks my heart because uh, everybody that's in this room and people that are listening to my voice, you guys are responsible for molding and shaping environments for people to experience Jesus um, and to have real life change. Um, but yet at the same time, there's so many of them that are going, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm fried. And ultimately, you're creating a space for others to participate that you yourself don't get to participate in because you're constantly overworked and not resting and not understanding the value of Sabbath. Yeah. A few months ago, I was in a conversation with a guy and he said, basically the gist was I've been to church every Sunday for the last four years for my work, but I don't feel like I've actually been to church in a really long time. Yeah. So it's like, I haven't missed a Sunday, but I haven't been to church. And it's because of that grind as production people. It's just Sunday's coming. So there's this built in relentlessness there. Mm-hmm. But then it's in the doing. It's like, rarely do we sort of lift our eyes up from the console or off of the planning center run sheet or whatever to actually receive what we should. Yeah. And, and some of it, to be fair, is, you know, we do need to pay attention to our craft and we do need to work at facilitating these environments. So I don't want to take away from that. Like I don't want the I don't want the band on stage to need something something and they look over at the monitor engineer side stage and he's just like immersed in worship, right. eyes closed, not paying attention. That's not what I'm saying. But what do you say to the team, to the to the guy at home listening to this that goes, okay, I need to have this conversation with leadership because I feel like one thing you said when we were hanging out at dinner was you know, we facilitate these environments and the church knows that it's great when senior leadership needs to take a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Senior leadership needs to have a regular yeah. day that they can just unplug from everything. How do you lead up into that to go, um, that applies to us too? Yeah, I think that that's such a hard question because I think that there is this understood value or this place of, oh, there's this person that's standing on stage that's up front that's very prominent and everybody knows who they are. And, 
you know, when they say from the front, hey, I've got to take a sabbatical over the next, you know, two months or a month or whatever that is, everybody's like, oh yeah, you've been doing so much ministry. And the truth is, is that ministry is anything that you're putting your hands to, to bring glory to the Lord. So ultimately every single person in the sound of my voice is doing something, a quote unquote ministry. You are ministering in the environment that God has placed you and ministry is exhausting. And it doesn't matter uh, whether you're standing on stage as a communicator or you're the person that's standing behind faders, you're doing things that are that are bringing glory to the Lord, and ultimately, there's a very serious moment in time where we need to stop, we need to rest, we need to recharge. Yeah. Ultimately, Lee, you had something today that I thought was really cool um, that you were talking about withdrawing, yeah. and you had a few little kind of things around that, and I thought that was so practical and so helpful um, that I think that that would be really cool for you to share with everybody else because I think there is something about regular weekly rhythms that you can begin to find yourself in these moments of Sabbath. Maybe you can't take a full month. Maybe you can't take you know a full 24 hours, but you can find yourself in a moment or two where you can shut your brain off from you know the ministry moments and be able to kind of get recharged and refocused. Yeah. Should I also say the part about the narcissistic pastor? As yes. Part of it. Yes. Okay. 100%. So anytime we can talk about narcissistic pastors on the MXU podcast, I think it's a good thing. Okay. Great. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I heard this narcissistic pastor one time. We interrupt this podcast to bring you an important message. Lee had no idea at the time that the narcissistic pastor he is referring to had stolen this quote from Pastor Rick Warren at Saddleback Church. We are in no way disparaging Saddleback, Pastor Rick, or anyone on his team. Now back to our regularly scheduled conversation. Uh, talking about rest, and uh, I was telling a group at lunch, I think sometimes when we hear pastors talk about rest and they tell their staff, hey, it's really important that we take rest. It's a, this is a value for us as a staff and an organization. Sometimes that's legit, but sometimes it's just lip service because they know they're overworking you, and as long as they say it, it's like CYA. So it's like, hey, I told you to rest, even though I'm requiring you to work 80 hours a week. <laughs> That's that's another episode. But he said, um, make sure you divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually. And sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a great idea. But what I really think that was, it was a bit of CYA. Because if you think about what he said, abandon annually. Well, does that mean one time? Uh, withdraw weekly, he meant one time. And then divert daily, he meant one time. So I've changed this for myself to yeah. divert multiple times a day, withdraw multiple times a week, and abandon multiple times annually. So divert daily for me for a season was when I picked up archery. It was, I had to get ready for hunting season because taking a bow and arrow into the woods to kill an animal, you want to be very good at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go wound an animal. That's, that's also another episode or maybe that's another show we should start. Can we start a, a hunting podcast? Jeff? Sure. Yeah. No okay, problem. great. So when you're getting ready for hunting season, you got to shoot the bow and arrow a lot. So me and my buddy Tyler would start our day. Don't tell anybody. I didn't go to work the first hour for a few months. I actually went and shot my bow and arrow at Tyler's house. But when you go shoot a bow and arrow, uh, what happened was, we found out that it was actual, like, it was almost like going to counseling because you can't think about anything else when you're shooting a bow and arrow. Singular focus. Yes, because you'll kill someone <laughs> or or shoot the neighbor, you know? Yeah. So everything about archery is it, it encompasses everything that you do. There's, you're not even thinking about a phone call that you're about to receive. Like, how many of you been there during work hours? Just you keep staring at your phone. 
because you think it's going to ring and you're going to get a phone call to go do something or get in trouble or yeah or whatever well shooting that bow and arrow multiple days in a row like that was like oh my gosh this is what diverting daily actually means yeah you hear stories about you know people who have a phantom vibration in their pocket yeah. when their phone's not even in their pocket yeah. because they expect it to just alert alert them all the time yep that phantom vibration goes away after a while when you start to do stuff like that it totally does yeah uh and then withdrawal weekly you know that could mean it should mean uh, a day off right so when that pastor said that that specific organization was on a one day a week off schedule not two and so now, no, take multiple days off a week. So we could talk about this for a few minutes, actually. Um, there are so many churches. I'd love to take a poll of this. I bet it's the majority that don't do two days in a row off. Right, especially with Saturday programming becoming more and more of a thing to have Friday, Saturday off, right. or to have two consecutive days off, or Monday, Tuesday. It's yeah. like, well, we got stuff to do on Tuesday. What's your reasoning for two days back to back? Well, when... When you don't have it, you understand why the rest of the freaking planet does it. And then you, when you get two days off after only working, you know, I had Mondays and Fridays off for the longest time. Well, you know, you do that for a few years and then you get two days in a row off. Feels it like feels vacation. like a vacation. Yeah. It feels like that, you know, fourth day into a, a week long vacation with your family. And, you know, when you finally like relax and you like kind of turn to jello on the beach, it feels like that after taking two days off of work every week. But if you never take two days off in a row, because either you only get one, which is freaking crazy, or you you take a Monday, Friday, or you take a Thursday, well, you're whatever, um, it is a game changer to actually take two days off in a row. The tough part for us, and this nut has yet to be cracked, is like when you're in ministry and you have Saturday and Sunday services and you have children. Right. You don't get a day off with your kids unless it's summer. Yeah. Or they're out of school or a holiday. That's not okay. Now, I don't know the solution for it. Yeah. But it's a, definitely a huge tension to manage. And what we hear church leaders say is we'll bring them to church like this is a family environment and and all that and that's true and it's great and I think there's wonderful healthy organizations that stand by that and you've got kids running around the church and they're backstage and and everything, but the rest of culture and society are at the soccer fields all day. They're at barbecues at the neighbor's house. They're they're doing all this other kind of stuff. There's a reason right now why people are only coming to church once every five or six weeks. It's because culture and the rhythm of life and what happens on weekends. So, like, how yeah. do how do we do that? You also made a point earlier about the importance of having a day off with your spouse. Yeah, because a lot of people who have, you know, a, a person on staff at a church. And a spouse that has Saturday Sunday off, it's like, is there a way to get some congruency around that so you at least have one day off that's the same day as your spouse? Yeah, I don't. I mean, you guys speak into this too, but it is not good for your marriage not to have a day off with your spouse. Yeah. So if you're in that situation, someone in the marriage needs to have that conversation with their boss, their supervisor, or their church if they work in ministry, and just ask like, hey. My marriage will, in fact, be healthier if I have a shared day off with my spouse. Who's going to disagree with that, first of all? Yeah. They're not going to. Um, and I would hope that every pastor, ministry leader, even you know, boss at any, any corporate company would say, yeah, that's probably true. What can we do about that? So 
but the worst thing we can do is not ask the question and not fight for our, our families. Yeah. I think one of the, it's tough to say this, but as we've brought on, you know, some that we've grown over the last several years from being 23 people to 60 something people. And one of the big conversations when we're interviewing folks that are maybe coming out of the church world, um, one of the number one reasons or for excitement when someone's leaving that full-time, you know, weekend ministry gig um, is the fact that they can actually attend church with their family yeah. and not just be there to serve or to, you know, be able to be behind a console the whole time or some of those particular things. And so um, there's a lot of health when you can actually begin to see the family come together to, you know, be a part of this faith expression, not just, oh, this is my job. This is what I have to do. And so I think that there is some real importance there. And it sucks that a lot of times people go, well, I have to leave this if I actually want to attend church and to, you know, be here, not just to serve. Um, and I know a lot of folks that uh, do uh, ministry work at one church and they actually attend somewhere else yeah. and they sneak in the back so that they don't, uh, so they can go unnoticed because they're so, uh, you know, not able to do that in their own community, which I think yeah. is just really, it breaks my heart to hear that kind of stuff. But when they do that, the whole time they're sitting there thinking, what is this guy doing to that kick drum? Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> totally. That's why, you know, you and Liz picked the church you did. You, you came from really large churches. Yeah, you know, happening bands with record deals, and you guys just felt like, let's just go to a church where we're not distracted by that. Not that any, not that everyone is distracted by that. Right, right. But you spent twenty years in church like that, so you guys needed something completely different. We needed a Sabbath from the bigness and the parade and the yeah. It just it's a bit of a different feeling when it becomes, for even some of the people attending, it becomes about that. And so we just needed to kind of breathe a little bit. And there were some costs to that though. Like for me, for a while, I was just kind of sitting on my hands during worship, trying not to get too tweezy about what was happening from the, from the PA. But yeah. that was a good thing for me. Like looking back, it was like, it was hard at the time, but it was healthy for me to have to do that. But now you got your hands all over that Behringer. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Put me in coach. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you got anything else you want to share about that? No, I just, I think this is such a huge, important topic that I don't think we talk about enough, but it's crazy about, yeah. um, you know, and first off, I mean, I think all access has been really cool, but what I think has been so rad about this is that you guys created space for people to come together and just to start talking. Um, it's amazing to me how this topic has bubbled up every time we get a group of techs and creatives together. But yet I think it is important for us to continue to go, okay, let's not talk about it um, and give the illusion that we've made some sort of change about it. Yeah. Um, let's actually do something about it and search our own souls and go, okay, what does the rhythm of my week really look like? And where can I begin to find some of these moments where I can steal away um, and be with friends, be with loved ones. I'm not, when I say Sabbath, I'm not saying just go hide yourself in a closet and pray all day and do super holy things. Like that sounds awesome. If that's like your my jam prayer closets where I keep my wine. So it's not a good idea. <laughs> Perfect. Like just go in there with a straw and an opener and you're good. Like it's no big deal. Um, and a pillow, but I think that <laughs> gravity blanket, <laughs> gravity, gravity blanket, blanket and a pillow. But I think there is this space of going, man, like, what are the things that rejuvenate your soul? Yeah. Um, and how are you making space for that? Yeah. Because that ultimately, actually, I think will make you better at your craft um, and everything that you put your hands to. And as an employee, it'll make you more productive. It'll make you pay better attention. It will 
improve your relationships with your coworkers 100%. and your superiors and the people you're trying to lead and train. Yeah. It's like all that works together. And I don't want people to think that every time we bring this up, especially if we're in a group of people, that we just sit around and complain about this. No. Like we really do want to try to find ways to make it better. Right. Yeah. So Lee and Spencer and I and the rest of the MXU team are really trying to come up with creative ways to have resources starting next year, starting after the tour, we're really going to pour some energy into thinking about how we can empower this tribe with some practical, doable, regular yeah. resources. Yeah, and Nick and Tyson, I'm roping you guys into that. You're going to help us. We're in. Figure it out. Let's so, go. I think the reason, um, it, to make a point, like when we get together, we don't just don't sit around and complain, but several people uh, said, I believe in the thing. Uh, one, one guy said yesterday, I love serving the church. I hate being employed by it. And I think those two things need to get back together. Like, I love working here. I love serving here. And it'll make everyone better. And so, but when we're all together uh, here in this particular room, we have uh, volunteers and paid staff. And yeah. everyone kind of has that sentiment. I heard a, a, a very endearing sentiment. It was like, I mean, I can't get there till five because I have a full-time job, but I go straight from there to, to yeah, help, you yeah. know? And so I think everyone's heart is in that serving. We just need to get it all bounced out. But we keep talking about it because a lot of people are, are single staffers or feel like they're on an island when we get together. So my encouragement would be to find someone, whether it, um, we talk about Zach Kimmery a lot because we love him, but yeah. I love uh, watching, even though he goes to bed at like nine o'clock, apparently. But um, <laughs> well, you Facetimed him last night at one a.m. Well, that's not my fault. <laughs> um, that's his fault. <laughs> he had FOMO. I just was late. Uh, but I love watching him and Adam Taylor from Central's yeah. relationship. There's this genuine brotherhood, and and if you mark down the actual hours they've spent together, it's not that much. It's right. not like a, not a lot, but it's not a crazy amount. But I love that, and they feel like they can talk. You know, yeah. Zach tells me all the time, yeah, I talked to Adam today and it was very refreshing. And so I think it's finding a buddy and the thing together to encourage each other and and help you think. We were able to have a conversation earlier where we were able to pivot from my job sucks to, hey, write down what you're doing, explain how adding a person or giving you more margin would increase uh, the capacity that we're able to accomplish the vision. So yeah. I think uh, having a buddy in the thing that understands but can hold you accountable is great too. Yeah. And, you know, we're all working to figure out better ways to do that, but we need each other is what the best way to put it. That's yeah. good. Total side note, you mentioned narcissistic pastor. Yeah. You know, the problem with Narcissus was not that <laughs> he loved himself. <laughs> Who? Narcissus. It's He was a Greek... It's a it's a it's a myth. It's oh. The myth of narcissus. I thought you were drinking too much over there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the problem with narcissus was not that he loved himself, because most people think narcissistic means they just love themselves. No, he loved the reflection of himself. He got obsessed with his reflection. His image in the in the water that he was looking at was what he was obsessed with. So narcissism is actually being in love with your image. Not necessarily being in love with yourself. That's why narcissism is such a big deal. Wow. Wow. Not just for pastors, but for everybody. So social media, I hate it. I hate it more and more all the time because it adds to narcissism. Follow him. It's at Speaking of Sound. <laughs> no, it's at MXU Jeff. Oh, you changed? I didn't have enough I, followers. I think I, <laughs> I, I, I think I blocked you, so you're muted. <laughs> no, it's fine. 
Rusty and I were trying to have a contest about followers. Yeah. And I didn't have enough. He was getting more. And so I was like, what yeah. do I do? So one of the guys on the MXU team said, just change your handle to MXU Jeff. Is it working? No. Because <laughs> I don't post anything because I'm not narcissistic. Give me the give me the password. I'm going to start posting on your account. Oh, that'd be great. But anyway, side note about Narcissus. That, I, I, I can't say it. Nar, nar, Narcissus. Narcissus. No. Narcissus. The person's name was Narcissus. Narcissus. His condition is Sissy. called narcissism. Narcissy. And if you have that, you are narcissistic. Yes. Narcissistic. Got it. Hooked on phonics. So we need to talk a little bit about the tour. Okay. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. And you're not going to want to miss it. So if you don't have a ticket yet, we're making room for you. Yeah. Again, I feel like this week has been like one of the after parties. Just hanging oh, out. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except there's an open bar at the after parties. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get upset that you're not sharing your beverages with I, them. There was right? only one. Okay. Sorry. What are we drinking? Um, this is the Lebanese wine that we talked about a few podcasts ago. Yeah, it's really good. Sam's Lebanese. Sam's Lebanese. Oh, yeah, I know. Thank he, you, Sam. He brought it. Actually, he didn't. He might get fired. He didn't bring it. Um, did you squish this with your own feet? <laughs> oh, my grandmother did. Oh, yeah. grandmother Leave your did. grandmother out of this. Hey, before, yeah, so come to the tour. It's going to sell out. Um, how many of you guys in here, your church has subscribed to MXU Teams? Wow. Ask the other question, the inverse. How many don't? How many of you don't subscribe to MXU Teams? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, we have loads of content in the pipeline. Uh, all of the Elevation content is now out, right, Spencer? Jeff just filmed content on the Studio Live. It's in line to be released. Lots yep. of other stuff coming. Got a bunch of content from Rusty and Jeremy from Ross about video. Yep. And just basics to advanced about switchers and cameras and video stuff. That's going to be so good. It's great. If you put in the code MXU Dadu, you get 0% off. That's true. But the most exciting thing, I think, in the next few months are all the features that we're working on to help uh, teams accomplish their weekend and their day-to-day -day operations yeah. more easily. We're going to not, I mean, we've helped you guys solve problems with training. Now we're going to start helping you solve some other problems that you know you have and some that you didn't know you have. So Actual features in the app that are yeah. going to really be kind of game changer for not just the team, but the admin of the team right. to be able to handle that more. Uh, fluidly I would I would like to say one quick thing about the Yam. I'm so I've never seen the PM10 and now I just want to play with it yeah so I'm going to finish this bottle of wine and go in there uh, <laughs> yeah please turn the cameras on and record that <laughs> <laughs> make sure to get a post for drinks on consoles yeah oh yes with the Lebanese wine on the, the SSL console intimidates me very much because yeah. one time I went up to it and I couldn't figure out how to pan in people's ears so everyone just had mono mixes. <laughs> I literally couldn't figure it You're out. Not it was a throw and go. No, 100%. Yeah. So the church, I was like, sorry, guys, I don't have time. They were very frustrated with me. I'll show you. Okay, good. It's in some menu. You have to activate it. No, there's know. a pan knob on the top of the console. Huh. Um, <laughs> oh, it's on the top. I can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 338, which has been great. The LV1, I know real well, but I've been so intrigued with the... Uh, 
I don't love the word rivage. It sounds so fancy. It's PM. Yeah, I didn't PM. know you spoke French. Yeah, I just speak a lot of things. Um, the mother tongue. Oh, yeah, I've got a few. Wait, let, as we do the podcast sign off today, why don't you give us a little mother tongue to, to just close it out? Send the people on their way. No. <laughs> you got to put a quarter in if you want me to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's free in this life. I happen to have one right here. <laughs> If you have change in your pocket, that will make you the oldest man I know. <laughs> if, he, if he pulls out a little change purse, that would make me. You know the you know the yeah. one squishy one I'm yeah. talking about with it. Yeah. yeah, it's like a Pac-Man looking thing. You squeeze yeah. this. Yeah, it'll have like a week old tissue and a case knife right. in it. <laughs> He's still laughing. He's done. <laughs> Only because he had one. Like I, like I know. <laughs> You have change in your pocket. <laughs> I don't, but I can't stop laughing. <laughs> It'd be gangster if he pulled out a money clip, though, which I carry a money clip because <laughs> yeah. I am gangster. Ooh, oh, yep. he's reaching for something. What is he? Hey, is can we play a game real quick? Don't show me how much you got. <laughs> don't show me how much you got. Growing up, I grew up in, and sometimes not a person, we used to play a game called Big Bank Takes Little Bank. And who said, yep? Nick. Nick knows. He was a hood rat, too. Huh? <laughs> and the premise is simple. You have to be confident in what you got. It's like going to Vegas. And whoever has the most money. Man. Cash money. Whoever has the most cash Not money. line of credit. No, no, 100%. <laughs> you can lie about that all day. Um, whoever's got the most money gets the other guy's money. So if you have $100 and I have $101, you give me your $100. That's the game. Are we playing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is happening right it's up, now? It's up to you. Counting. Get the sound of the money in the mic. Where you been with all these ones? I had to sp- I, I had to speak the mother tongue earlier. <laughs> also, my mom hates my money clip. It's a Marlboro money clip that I found at a thrift store. All right. So what's so whoever had the most gets all of it? Yeah, big bank takes little bit. Oh man, that seems it was very dangerous growing up. Like with that game, you would just lose all your money. Okay, well, first of all, Jay handed me a fat stack of bills, but the one on the outside is a five. <laughs> so when the homeless guy comes by and you give him, you don't want to show him your hundred. I don't have a hundred. But it's not in order. I the figured. five is deceiving. It it's is deceiving. Four. Yeah. And then Jeff handed me not very many bills, but the outside bill is a hundred. So what do you guys think? Is it Jay or Jeff has the most? Uh, Jeff has... Count that again. I forgot. <laughs> Jeff's per diem is higher than mine. At yeah, Jeff has, we're traveling. I have per diem. Jeff has $160. Jay has 40 <laughs> Big bang. <laughs> hey, Jeff, this is the most money you've ever made on a podcast. <laughs> I wish I could say that's the most I've lost on a podcast. <laughs> We're signing off right there. Have a good week, everybody. It's great. See See y'all.